Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shuler. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. All right. Good evening, everybody. We are back. I'm Pat Catello. I'll be joined alongside Rich Van Zant, and welcome back to the 16th season of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. And this one starts out with a big win. Mike McDaniel, first uh, coaching game as a Miami Dolphin, as any head coach, and uh, he gets a victory over uh, Bill Belichick, so you, you can't start out much better than that. Dolphins 20-7 to over the Patriots, and that's always a great thing. A new regime, uh, highly anticipated uh, cast of characters and, and, and uh, expectations, and so we got to see a lot of that unfold, and uh, and a lot of it delivered. So, you know, it, it, obviously it's one game, and uh, it's exactly where all the Dolphin fans want it to be, and we will see what transpires from here, but... Um, you know, there's no doubt that you have to be feeling uh, very good uh, after the performance yesterday with all the anticipation and all the waiting to see exactly, uh, you know, what this team and, uh, you know, you, you got some excitement, certainly, um, the, from the offensive standpoint and defensive standpoint, uh, maybe that you hadn't seen in a little bit. Uh, so let's go through the breakdown, uh, give you all the numbers as we always do to start off. So two is 23 for 33, 270 yards. He has the one touchdown. He doesn't have any interceptions. Chase Edmonds is your leading rusher, and he goes 12 for 25. And uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, 5 for 16, uh, just under that. Uh, now on the receiving end, big addition Tyreek Hill, 8 for 94 yards. And then uh, Jalen Waddell. Uh, four for 69, and he has the touchdown. And then uh, you have some pretty impressive things from the defensive standpoint as well. Javon Holland has the interception, which he returns for 31 yards off of a spectacular play by Xavier Howard. Now, you want to argue that it should have been a flag there? You can argue it. But there wasn't a flag there, so it's a phenomenal play. Let's leave it at that. Um, and Brandon Jones has the uh, the fantastic sack off of Mac Jones, uh, which uh, huge turnover. And uh, Agua also uh, adds another sack. And as we stated before, that's Mike McDaniel's uh, first win, which is always special. And uh, I guess the uh, the big name uh, coming out of the game, uh, Cater Kohu. He has a a big hit, which causes a huge fumble and a big turning point in that game. So that's the Dolphins' stat line. And you go over uh, quickly to the Patriots' stat line. Mac Jones, 21 for 30. He had the one uh, touchdown. He also had one interception, which I just mentioned. And uh, their leading rusher was Damian Harris, uh, very pedestrian, 9 for 48. And... uh, Leading rushers was Jacoby Myers. He had uh, four catches for 55, and uh, Kendrick uh, Bourne uh, had one catch for 41, which, of course, led to that touchdown. So, um, you know, that was a one-trick pony, but it was a pretty big one uh, in that game. So uh, so that's how everything unfolded. Um, you know, a couple of quick takeaways from there. Uh, I think that you you look at where the Dolphin offense would be um, and, uh, you know, there was some obviously new things implemented in that you have to like. And uh, a lot of the passing uh, game 
showed some elements of excitement right off the bat uh, in this first game. You see Mike McDaniel not afraid to to go for a fourth down, and I think it was uh, uh, in the teens, and so he comes up with that. And then, uh, you know, of course, at the end of the game, the end of the half, you know, to to go for that and then to to turn that into uh, a touchdown there um, was was huge. And uh, from the the defensive standpoint, um, you know, it seems like uh, they've added a couple new characters, uh, uh, and and they're going to continue to ride with that. So, Rich, that's it in a nutshell. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to break it down. There's things that you like, things that you don't like. I'm going to pass the uh, baton over to you and, uh, and and get your first evaluation on it. Well, I think you could definitely see a huge upgrade in the running game, even though the numbers weren't high. There were important yards. You know, when they needed to, you know, get a first down and run the clock out at the end, they did it. You know, I really like the way the running game is. You could see the offensive line is a little more cohesive, even though I know we lost – Austin lost to Jackson maybe for a few weeks now. You know, that may not be good. But right. the offensive line seemed a lot better than usual, you know. Tua had some more time. I mean, I think they're rolling him out a little bit more. At least he seems to be running around. Like, it seems like he was in a box for the last year and a half, you know. Yeah, where they for sure. Let him move around. So, you know, I like that aspect of it. I just think our offense looked different. Like, it, you know, it didn't have that stale – aspect to it that we've been complaining about for the last decade. You know, I mean, yeah. when's the last time you saw, you know, one of our receivers catch the ball and stride to take it to the house, you know? Yeah. I mean, that Waddle touchdown was definitely an anomaly. We haven't seen that since Duper and Clayton, you know? It's been a long it's time. It's been a while. I don't know if I can go back that far. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can yeah, go back that far. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I think you know, maybe I go maybe into the Marino '90s, certainly with Fryer and Ingram and those guys, right. and, and McDuffie for sure. But yeah, uh, it's been yeah. absent for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're always yeah. waiting for the ball at the sidelines to get hit, and that's it. You know. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, uh, it's funny because you know obviously there's this positive. We're going to get into the negatives, uh, and some of the negatives that I was going to bring up, you actually brought up as positive. So we'll start there as far as the running game, because, you know, I'm still a little concerned with the running game. Um, You know, obviously it it was lacking at best. Uh, You said, you know, the, you know, the the yards, although not a lot were, were crucial. uh, And and yeah, to, to, to those, you know, some degrees I'd say, yeah. I mean, there was a couple. You know, we didn't really get, we never really got, we never really got stuffed on an important one. You know what I'm saying? When we needed two yards, we got three. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there was also from that same standpoint, Rich, there was a fourth and one where you didn't go for it. And then the fourth and where you threw that quick, quick out, uh, you know, to quick screen to to Hill and and things like that. So I think they knew it was lacking and didn't go for it in those crucial situations. Not so sure they would have gotten it. Um, But, you know, week one, and that's obviously uh, an area that we'll keep a a big eye on. Uh, Chase Edmonds um, was, you know, a big free agent signing this year, and it seems like his – agility and ability to catch the ball out of the backfield uh, as well as run the ball may make him the the number one running back on this team. It certainly seems that way because although he only had 25 yards uh, running the ball, you know, he also was productive, uh, you know, catching as well. So, um, you know, I mean, that's an area that I think that, uh, McDaniel and, and the offense, you know, wants to focus on for sure. And so, uh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see um, where that kind of, you know, goes with him. But for right now, Remember, I would say over, he's probably. Two overthrew him the one time on that long pass. I think it was like a third down right, play. Right, right. That would have been right. a touchdown if he had him. You know, and it was just yeah, like he, a little, yeah, so, you know, that, I think that'll come. You know? He had 40 yards in the air along with the right. the 25 on the ground, so very you know versatile, which I think McDaniel yeah. likes. So you know he may wind up being that guy. Um, now, as far as the offensive line is concerned, yeah, I, I mean I think you're right. You know, we've certainly seen it's certainly seen it 
differently, um, and, and obviously in offensive line cohesion, uh, you know, and re- repetition and time together is where they get better. Um, you know, Austin Jackson, uh, you know, is a concern as far as injury, but little came in during the game, so you got to see that. It wasn't like it happened, you know, uh, after the game or anything, you know. So we got to see him sure. kind of implement it a little. What have you heard injury-wise? Anything? Any update? It's it's week to week. Yeah, it's not it's not it's nothing like it's nothing like the whole season or anything. It's week to week. It's like an, it's an injured ankle somehow, but I don't think it's right. bad. You know, but he could be he sure. could miss next week. Okay, so. Um, yeah, so just day to day, and I guess we'll we'll keep an eye on that, and uh, and you know see where that goes. Um, well, you know, know the left tackle signing I think was huge. We solidified the line with that. I mean, our left tackle's been a nightmare for a while now. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it has. And and when they signed Armstead, uh, yeah, I mean that was obviously a big piece that we're banking on to solidify that. And and you know, and I and I think that healthy. Uh, it will. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I I would also you know say the one thing that I I have concerns. I'm not going to be overly concerned, but the one thing that I would say is a little bit concerning. Uh, uh, you know, the fact that Tua was, I believe, like you said, in a box. And I think he needs to be able to be free and do what what he needs to do. But I do. I've always had some apprehension with his decision making in pressure situations. I, I think that he needs to realize that you're not going to be able to to make you know uh, lemonade out of out of lemons all the time. And there's well, going to be times he when to, he's going to have to yeah, just he, he eat doesn't it. know when to right, and he doesn't do it sometimes. He tries too much. Yeah. He tries to squeeze it in there too much. Yes. Yeah, I know. Brett Favre, Brett Favre did a lot of great things, right? That's one attribute you don't want Tua to have, right? I mean, no. he he doesn't have the. No, no. I, I don't think the other side of Favre that you know to make up for that. But you know, but the good thing is, I mean, that's something obviously that that can be learned, you know, and and, and I think he will get better at that for sure, for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I it made some big plays in this game. Uh, like you said, hitting guys in stride. Um, you know, he was uh, accurate a lot of times, inaccurate, you know, a lot of other times. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. It's a whole new receiving core with nothing but uh, basically training camp to to get used to. Um, so, uh, you know, stuff like that's going to take time. Um, so, uh, but I think he answered a lot of critics in week one, for sure. It was just like it was amazing, like like the abuse this kid's got the last two years, and like the difference yesterday with the pregame shows, how they're all praising him. Like, what happened between like the last game of last year and this year? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the same people were praising him that were killing him, and it's like I never understood like why this guy got as much abuse as he got. I mean, no, you know, I don't either. Last year, they're one in seven. He wins the first game, gets hurt in the second game. They lose seven in a row. He comes back and he goes seven and one. I mean, like you know, yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand the abuse this kid was ever taken. You know, I'm not saying he's Johnny Unitas, but he's certainly not Mark Sanchez. Well, listen, uh, you know, uh, um, well, Sanchez did win. He did win. You can't take that away from him. He went to two championship games in his first yeah, two years. So you can't, that, that's probably not a good example. I know you don't like him. But. Yeah, it's a, it's a, no, it's a real good example. Because the team won in spite of him. He was a pick six guy. The guy, the guy overall was a terrible quarterback. Yeah, but honestly, terrible. Rich, that was the critique on Tua, that the team was winning in spite of him. So I don't think yeah, that's well, the right guy to bring up. I mean, he two and one had a high winning percentage. I think the thing, you know, people don't like just winning, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that people can't handle. They just can't handle that. Um, but I think that this guy has a lot more talent than just, you know, steering a, a ship to win. I mean, I I think that he has a lot of weapons that he can use. Um, I still worry a little bit about the injury part of it when he opens up, but I think that he's going to open up, and I want to see that. I want to see the Tua that makes plays, you know. He can stay in the pocket. He sure. can move outside. He can certainly move, and I think yep. we're seeing more and more of that, you know. And I think when people see see that Tua kind of kick into effect, 
then they're going to be really surprised yeah, at I, what these kids can bring. I think with this new offense, you're really going to see that. You're, you're going to see a lot of – you know, look, the kid came off the bench and won a national championship. I mean, you know, right. there's something to this guy. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, it's not like it was a reach or anything. You know, he won above Herbert because he had a better college career than Herbert, you know. I mean, Herbert, yeah. obviously, you know, now if you went back, 99% of the people are going to take Herbert. I got understand that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Tua was a better quarterback coming out of college, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that, you know, he he did some outstanding things that can't be overlooked, and that's the reason why yeah. you heard so much of the tank for Tua and all that talk, right? I mean, there's a reason yeah, for exactly. that, right? Uh, and but now, so, you know, um, I think now with his weapons and stuff, there's no more excuses. You know, he's got, you know, he's they solidified the offensive line. I think, you know, bringing in Tariq Hill was huge. They got rid of every receiver but Waddle. And they really upgraded, you know, the skill positions, which, I, you know, I, there's, you know, there's no reason this kid can't perform now. Yeah. As long as he's yeah. healthy. And plus, yeah, I, think I mean, I would... with, the, with the new offense implemented, it's, you know, it's implemented towards him. It's not implemented as their offense, like the offense coordinator's offense. I think they implemented right. an offense that's for Tua, which is what you do. You know, I never yeah. understood these idiots that, that, like, they draft a quarterback and they want them to do something they don't do. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I think it speaks volumes of where where Flores sat as far as Tua goes, right? I I mean – Almost like uh, you set him up to fail. I mean, he's a defensive guy, so if you want to stick – you know, go to the offensive part of that, okay, so be it. But whoever you want to go to did not have faith in him. And so, I know, you know, it started out – with Chang Gailey, I believe, right? Yeah, that, right that, was like, you know, that wasn't. Remember, I said I was flipping out about that. That's not the guy for this kid, you know. It wasn't. Yeah, it was a he didn't have faith for, for that. He didn't have faith in him right off the bat, and that kind of set no. things in motion, and it never changed from there. So you know, no. yeah, I mean, for sure. And and now you have a guy who really likes him, and he's. Like you said, revolving everything around him, which is what you have to do. Because if you ultimately don't like your quarterback, then you need to get rid of your quarterback because you're never going to spitefully, you know, work around him. Uh, you know, exactly. it's a very strange thing. Uh, you know, one area that you might want to watch is Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins, he seems like the kind of guy I don't think uh, – the Minnesota Vikings coach liked him. I don't think he no, like he it's a per, similar no. cir- circumstance. It's almost like he, yes. in spite of him, put a game plan. Now I know he's a defensive guy too, um, but now with a new regime in there, I want to see how much he flourishes more. You know, because you've got to have faith well, in your so, guy. That that receiver Jefferson they have is unbelievable. Yeah, I he's fantastic. Like well, wow. Well, I mean, he's unreal. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's in the discussion for the best. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I was talking the other day. I was talking the other day, and, and basically, you know, who's the best receiver in football? And I guess there's like, you know, a four four names that maybe come into play. And obviously, Jefferson's certainly one of them. Uh, you know, uh, Adams, I guess, is, is is another one. And then you have Diggs, of course, and you have Cooper Cup, and you have Tyree Kill. I mean, that's the five, right? And 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 this kid, you know, they all do special things. But you, yeah, I mean, he's special. There's no doubt about oh, it. Yeah. He's real I, special. I mean, it's something like you haven't seen in a while, like you know. I mean, this guy's a yeah. you know. And you know, just on that quickly, we you know we talked about the receivers, um, and I thought that uh, the receivers, you know, were a, a, a big thing because they dominated the draft, right? The, the receivers yep. were were the domination of it, and it was like, who are we going to get, right? And so, uh, you know, and I think, and, and I said it at the time, and I don't think you disagreed with me. But you know, I think they're all like going to be great. They're all. Great. I mean, and and, yeah, and they all seem. And now when you look at it, I mean, Jamar Chase, he's phenomenal, right? I mean, he's oh, just he's great. great. You look at you know, and 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 Devontae Smith. I don't watch a lot of Philadelphia, but I, you know, I gotta believe that he's you know he's going to be just like you know you said. I know that was your number one guy coming out, and I gotta believe he's going to be like that. Um, and and Jalen Waddle. He's a superstar, man, and he's going to be great, yeah, too. They're all going to be 
phenomenal. Just look, have, just look at that touchdown yesterday, and just look at the separation after he caught the ball. I mean, he left so, those guys in the dust, and it didn't even look like he was running. Like he I mean, like a he guy that can and he, and go like into that slot. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, right, Rich? Isn't it like the whole yeah. signing of Tyreek Hill really has so much to do with Jalen Waddle? Because, oh, so. you know, you look at that and you're like, you know, this guy is going to open up that guy. And this is just, if this works like we think it should, it's going to be very hard to stop. It really is. Yeah. And, that, and, yep. and Waddle was real quiet in the beginning of this game. And boy, did he show up, right? And, oh, uh, and it's only yep. going to get better. It's only going to get better. So very excited about that. All right, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll break it down some more right after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Miami Dolphins Legend Show. You got Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant coming at you. And we'll bring you up to the Monday night football game, which tonight is actually Russell Wilson's return uh, back to Seattle. So that should certainly be interesting. And uh, just a reminder, you can uh, catch us on iTunes, uh, get it delivered right to your phone, uh, all the um, latest episodes, and uh, you can check uh, all the past episodes uh, and archived as well. And you can send us any questions or comments. Pat Catello show at yahoo.com. So, uh, Rich, the, the Dolphins now, um, you know, they have a, a Mike McDaniel who's obviously an offensive guy um, and uh, kept the defensive coordinator um, and, and, and basically uh, kept everything the same in a sense. Um, and, you know, I know you, you weren't crazy about that, but the team – has shown uh, they can make some big plays here. Um, you know, the, the weaknesses that we spoke of last year had to do a lot with the, the, the linebacking crew. Um, how are you feeling about this defense coming into this season and from what you saw week one? And, 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 uh, and how about Kohu? You know, I think in the beginning of the game, they didn't, I mean, obviously it looked like they were going to go up seven nothing right away. You know, they, were, they were kind of went right down the field like a sieve. You know, I still think we're lacking right. in some areas. You know, I don't, I'm not sold on the linebackers yet, and I think that's been a problem for us for a long time now. 
Right. I mean, I think the defensive line is good and the secondary is very good. But, yeah, I have a problem with the linebackers. I don't think we – I still don't think we have that game-breaker guy in the linebacker crew. You know, there's no – there's nobody that's going to remind you of Zach Thomas anytime soon. You know, that can go mm-hmm. sideline to sideline. You know, we don't have that guy, you know. Right. Boyer, uh, you know, uh, was a guy that um, – I think if I was going to make a criticism of him was that Flores uh, started not liking him in the sense of he started taking over. And Flores is a defensive guy. And he took that defense over, and that defense got better. And was it because he started calling the plays and taking over, or was it just because they started getting better? And that being said, um, now, say, you know, yeah. Boyer takes over again as the head. So I think that's where the rub kind of is, you know? Well, you know, you, you figure when you change the head coach, you change everything, you know? I, I was just kind of kind of weird how we brought most of the coaches back on the defensive side. I don't know. Not the way I would have went. Yeah, I don't think, you know, McDaniel had a chance, McDonald had a chance, whatever his name is, you know? I think he was told, you know, they're bringing back the defensive guys and that's it. You know what I mean? I don't think that was – Yeah, we disagree on that. I think Mike McDaniel had his free reign to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. I think when you come well, in first of all, and I you get that – I don't think he announced it, though. I think it came from, the, like, the career he came from. Yeah, you might be right. I'm just – You, I don't, you, you know, might I don't be think right. Like that was, yeah. You might be right. I'm not saying that you're not, but I don't think Josh Boyer and Anthony Capanel are, are going to be like brought up in a meeting that this is this is not changing. I really don't. I mean, you got well, Sertan and you got Madison. Away. Look at all the guys yeah. he brought in, though. I mean, bro, Sertan, yeah, no, right? I Madison, I'm, Wes I'm, Walker. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I got you. I just don't you. think I'm those. I just don't I, see those guys. I think it's like. Bill Armstrong wasn't here, Rich. Right away. Yeah, I know. What? I know. You know, it's I not like Bill wasn't here. I mean, these guys. Yeah. I think. I think if he wanted them out, they'd be out. I really do. I don't think that was. Yeah. You know, I mean, they basically gave this guy free reign. I mean, there's certain guys, yeah, that I think were mainstays. You know, Greer and and those guys up top. But I, I really don't think there was anybody per se that was untouchable on the coaching staff. Don't you think that was our problem all the time? Every time we change, you know, we've changed coaches a million times since Shula. Don't you think that's always been the problem? Though we always have these holdovers. Uh, yeah, I, I I understand where you're coming from with that because um, because they were such. Here's the difference. I think so many of those turnovers were incompetent regimes. I mean, we could talk yeah. all we want. But I don't think Brian Flores' regime was incompetent. Like, I think we know why it came to an end. And you can't say that the defense wasn't very good. Well, you know? the defense I wasn't mean, good when we went 1-7. and seven. You know, in that, in that first spurt, the defense wasn't good. If you look at statistically, and that's when he took over that. But before yeah. that, they were. It wasn't there one year. He was there no, for three years, and, you know, and start, his defense was fine. Our, our, whole, our whole team was atrocious last year when it started. And, you know, a lot had, had to do with Tua getting hurt and Jacoby Bisquette not playing well, you know. He was, he was But either powerful. way, Rich, I mean, but either the defense, way. The defense, did not, the defense didn't play good the first half of the year. And, you yeah, know, that's not really the point, played though. The, we played good the second half of the year, but, again, we were, it was buried by them. Again, no, Rich. The guy didn't wasn't there one year. He's there three years. The defense was very good. If you compare it to other teams around the league, it was very good. And uh, you know, my point is, it was not an incompetent regime. Brian Flores was not fired because his on the field. No, I know I was success. fired. Yeah, I understand. That. So, so, yeah. that, so that's why I, I'm not as concerned with the complete turnover. Of the other regimes, I think you're dead right. The Philbin regime, the Changeli, uh, you know, I mean, I could go on and on. Morano, I mean, uh, well, not so much for son. Remember that? We fired yeah, Morano, but kept his son. <laughs> yeah, who, what, what was that? What, what was that? Uh, wait, Saban came after Galey, right? So that uh, Saban came, and then. 
it was Shane Galley or I'm mean, oh, not yeah. Galley. Uh, Saban replied. Uh, Cam Cameron. Cameron. Remember? Cam Cameron yeah, was Cam after Cameron. Saban, right? Yeah. And then, then Sperano came. Yes. Sperano. You come right after that. We didn't have somebody in between. You know, because Philbin right, wasn't after Sperano. Yeah, Philbin was after Sperano. Right. Yeah, that was and, like when Ireland came in with Parcells. They brought Sperano in. Remember, that was the first year yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I see what you're saying, and I do agree with you. I like to start from scratch, um, but you know, but then I guess you have to kind of take it that. Um, who are you taking, you know, who are you taking from scratch? I mean, you know, it's not like it's a veteran coach. It's not like he's got a lot of people. He's an offensive-minded guy, and a lot of his guys that he would take are under contract, obviously. They're probably working for the 49ers. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I, you know, it's not like he's Bruce Arians coming in here, uh, you know, with a whole long list of resumes and, and – uh, uh, and, and coordinators that he's going to pick. So don't really have a tremendous problem with that, and I think it's going to be okay. Um, you know, offensively, I would be more apt if he had to keep that. That would bother me. You know what I'm saying? If he had right. to keep yeah, the offensive coordinators and stuff, I'd say, wait a minute. You yeah, know, that just well, seems ridiculous, you know? Yeah, we would um, that. There's no question. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard him – it doesn't seem like he was, uh, you know, irate or upset because he wasn't able to bring in his guys and was kind of handed no, the coordinator staff. But it just seemed like it came from Greer that we're keeping everybody. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't yeah. like he made the announcement when they hired him. It seemed like it, it came like, you know, came from the top. That's the way yeah. I read it. You know? Yeah, and again, you I know, come he, down like, to – He complain about it, but, you know, you know, who knows how he felt about it. Listen, if the Dolphins were in that – if they were an inept team, yep. and 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 you used the starting off always as a negative, I add it as a positive because I don't think an inept organization can turn that around. I don't think you go one and seven to to win to to five hundred uh, without doing something. Like you know as well as I do, Philbin was never turning one and seven around. No, Cam Cameron no, never turning it around. So we got, we got, you know, but we did get our quarterback back. That's, you know, that was big part. I don't of care. It, you know, I don't care. Yeah. If Philbin was one yeah. and seven, and Aaron Rodgers came to town, he's not going to yeah, go five hundred. Right. No, you got a point. Yeah. He, so he, that, he, that's he the, you know the reason why I say you know it, it's yeah, yeah of, of taking over you know. And um, remember and, too, you know, I don't know how the players felt about Flores, but the players hated Philbin. And, you know, he, he alienated all those guys. You yeah, know? I'll be honest with you. Looking around, looking around the league. I don't think Flores was loved either. <laughs> it's not everybody. It's certainly not everybody. But I don't think Brian Flores connected with his players. And I think that was a big reason why there were so many problems. I don't think they were yeah. loved him at all. I mean, I, I think there was yeah, a major had, like, problem. Know, he, had, he had the big Belichick ego without the Belichick accomplishments. I think that's part of the problem. And you know, Rich, you, you know, just that, hit on something which I was going to bring up. And I've said this, yeah. I keep saying this and saying this. You can act like Belichick if you keep winning Super Bowls. And I want to see how long it takes before that starts to surface. Because let's face it, there's a yeah. lot of questions out there. Because Bill Belichick has never won before Tom Brady, and he's never won after Tom Brady. So let's see what yeah. happens. Tom Brady has. Can't say the same for him. So, I, you know, I don't think Tom Brady was everything because I think Bill Belichick, you know, obviously is a fantastic coach. I'm not saying that. But, you know, I, I do think you have to have some other factors here. And, you know, it's a lot easier to concentrate on your defense and everybody doing your job when you have high talent and then you have a quarterback who's got an unbelievable offensive coordinator and they are basically, you know, taking care of that aspect. That helps a lot. It really does. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this all ends up. But, um, but the point I'm making is, you know, you have a hard time keeping that locker room. People will believe in you. They'll believe in you for two years without success, maybe. And if you're Bill Belichick, they'll believe in you for three, maybe maybe three and a quarter. But after that, if you don't have success, people are not going to believe in the program anymore. 
They're just not. I don't care who you are. You know, maybe if you're Vince Lombardi. You get a pass a little longer than that because, like, I don't think, I don't think Kraft would ever have the, the guts to, to let him so go. So you misread exactly like, what I just said. Himself. Has nothing to do yeah, with him I, getting fired. Has nothing to do with him getting fired. There's nothing to do with that. I said the locker room. Yeah, no, I got you. But I'm just saying, like, I think. Yeah, to extent. Yep, I got you. I understand what you're saying. He could go go 2-15 and for the next three years, so he's not getting fired. Yeah. But I think 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 he doesn't have that type of player who's not going to, like, fall into his crap. He doesn't have those star guys that are going to, like, go against him. You know what I mean? Well, so you think they're, like, going, afraid to, like, go against them? You know what I mean? To not yeah, – you know, I know what you say, buy into it. But, like, you know, I don't think there's enough stars on that team where there ever be, a, like, a revolt that way. You know, they may not no, love them inside, but they're not no, going to show there'll be guys, No, but there'll be guys who want to get out of there. There'll be yeah, guys who say, true, you know what? Are, Listen, I sacrificed a lot, and I'm not getting, yeah. the, you know, what I want. Look, Tom Brady – he sacrificed an awful lot for oh, I over a decade. I don't think there's anybody. Right? I don't. I guess my point is, I don't think there's guys good enough to even think that maybe if, if I don't perform here, I'm going to go anywhere else. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't think they have that kind of, those type of players. Is I mean, there I any stars on that team? That's my point. I don't think there's any stars of the caliber like you're talking about, but I think there's guys that free agent wise will will get out of there. You know. I mean, I don't think guys on defense that are ever going to go there either. You know what I mean? I don't. I think yeah, well, that's another thing too. It's a yeah. yeah, it's a revolving door. Now it's not nowhere near that point. Nowhere near that point. I mean, guys will absolutely no. still sign with the Patriots now. They're in a rebuilding phase. We'll see where this goes. But you know, if, it just comes down to the initial point, which we were, we were talking about, is that you can only act a certain way if you have this credentials to back it up and Flores did it and that's where we started from and that caused a lot of chaos and at a certain point that'll start causing chaos with Bill Belichick as well it will and you still have to win to act like that and you can see he's acting differently too he's starting to act differently you can see his press conferences he's you know he I don't know if softened is the right word but he's definitely the, the the persona has changed a little bit you know, he, he, a lot of it now is like his, they, they make a big deal out of it. You know, like it's just they love it. They embellish it on right. on ESPN and everything else. Like it's so great that he acts like a jackass. Really, like that's, that's the thing. Like they love yeah. it. It's a Belichickism. You know, look at this. He's so gruff. You can't get out. Yeah, that's great and all that. You want to make it out. You know, those beat writers, get the, they get, that gets a little tiring. It really does. Every, Every day you have to put up with that. You're not getting anything out of them. Yeah, I know. It's rough, it's man. Rough. I mean, you know, if you're covering that team, I wouldn't even go to the press conferences. I would just yeah, like, that's you know, what I'm saying. Like it's it's really bad. Like it's yeah. not fun for like picking out a soundbite for NFL, you know, yeah. a, a, a NFL Network or something like that to do the Belichickism of the day. But when you're sitting there trying to write a story for the Boston Globe. You know, and you got to get that every day. It, it, it gets oh, monotonous. Yeah. It's not just him, though, too. Have you ever heard anyone? Well, first of all, you can hardly hear those press conferences. You can hardly hear the questions. I mean, if you hear the question, it's like a, it's like, it's like insane. It's I still don't understand why in this day and age you can't hear the question being asked. Right? You never can hear it. You know, but when you do, they never ask the right question. Like they never ask like a turning point in the game question or anything pointing, they always ask the stupid questions. And you never get the, you never get a truthful answer on these these clouds, ever. It's, it's insane. And, yeah. and, the, and the sideline reporting, I mean, why even bother bothering the guy as he's running in and out of the locker room? What are you going to do to second that? Well, we're going to try harder. Oh, that's great. Thanks. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But what is he going to do? He's going to give you – he's thinking he's going to give you the game plan for the second half? <laughs> you know, if he did change something, he's going to tell you. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's just the format that they've been doing for a long time now. Since and they can't get away from it. They just can't get away from it. How about this one? Well, what about the injury to this guy? Well, yeah. he's questionable on his return. Thanks. Oh, he's questionable. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Thanks. I learned that. 
They said that yesterday. They literally said somebody was questionable to return. There was a minute 20 left in the game. They said that. I can't remember where it was. It was a minute 20. I go, how much, how much, how much time do you need to figure this one out? By the time you get it out, the game is going to be over. I mean, it's so I stupid I... it's beyond belief. Quick break. We'll come back to wrap it up after this. Second and nine and throwing sideline, and he has the record. Irving Dwyer on the catch. Dan Marino has now thrown for more yards than anyone else in the history of the National Football League. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Dolphins Legends show, Pat and Rich coming at you, we'll continue to come at you every Monday night, and uh, lead you right up to Monday Night Football, and just a reminder, you can catch all our episodes right on iTunes, so just uh, head over to there and subscribe, and it'll come right onto your phone as the new ones are delivered. Uh, so, Rich, you know, um, as we talked about the Dolphins, there are a lot of things to be excited about. It is one game, though. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed um is that the dolphins are a better team they are a better team and it's exciting you know to to anticipate where this could go but i've also noticed there's a lot of better teams out of the gate in my opinion than the past year so they're better but a lot of other teams are better too um buffalo certainly looks fantastic right now uh, Kansas City looks like they're going to be a very good team as well. Um, you, you look at, uh, at the Chargers, uh, much improved, right? So we'll see, you know, where that goes. Um, I think that Tampa's still a really good team in the NFC. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, we still have to see where uh, 
Pittsburgh and 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 you know that that whole division plays out. Cincinnati uh, off a loss, but you know there's some good teams there. So the Dolphins improved does not necessarily you know mean that they're going to be able to um, to you know do things without having to really overachieve. I guess is my point, and it starts with well, the division, right? Well, you'll learn the first six games. It's a very it's a very tough start to this season. I mean, it's, you know, Baltimore yeah. next week and Buffalo right after that. It's a very tough beginning to this schedule, you know? Yeah. So you'll, um, you'll know after six games where this team is going to, you know, where it stands, you know, with the better Yeah, teams. and I think it's, yeah, very hard. And I think it's Cincinnati, Jets, Minnesota after that. So um, yes. you're yeah. right. You're, you're and, right. And, you, know, you know, Cincinnati, I mean, the, the coach gave that game away yesterday. I mean, with that not running the clock down, which is ridiculous, you know? Like, what are you doing yeah, I mean, I, 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 that was a strange game, right? I, I mean, right from when that, uh, yeah. right as soon as that extra point was blocked, blocked. You, yeah, you just knew it was going to be weird. I mean, you just and did. His, like, the, he, and that field, the winning field goal, he, he, it looked like somebody out in the stands to win a, to win a, a lease car with his kick again. And that was like one of the worst attempts at a field goal I ever saw in my life. It was bad. It was really bad. Laces yeah. out. Yeah, that's what it was, right? Laces out. Right? Yeah. I mean, any good kicker could have kicked that through. I mean, that guy just just choked. You know. That yeah. Nothing to do with the laces being out. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, it didn't help, but you you know that bad. It didn't yeah, help, I mean, but it, it's not that bad. It it looked like they got the guy out of row three to do that. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, I've seen guys kick field goals with the laces pointed right towards them, and it goes through. Exactly. It's not ideal, but that was yeah. just – you had more problems than the laces on that is what you're saying. Yeah, 100%. It almost like – almost like I don't like how I've seen that when the guy slips. Well, like you said, you when know, he slips you know, or when they call him down yeah. from Section 312 <laughs> to, yeah, come yeah. win, to come win the infinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least, at least on him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, but getting back to the point, you're right. It's going to tell a lot. It, it, it's it's going to certainly tell a lot. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, – where it all falls at that time, but but there's uh, besides where the Dolphins fall, there's some really good teams in this league. I mean, it, it's going to be real interesting to see, um, you know, where they all kind of land, uh, even in 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 the early oh, stages. The problem, the, you know, the West is very is very tough. I mean, the only thing you got going with the West, they have to play each other, so they're going to have yeah, they're going to beat each other up. Losses they're going to beat each other up. But, you know, there's only two wild cards, you know, because of that fourth division thing. And, you know, it's a problem. If we if we can't beat Buffalo, which, you know, the jury's still out on that, you know, you know we're, we're for going sure. for a wild card. And then, you know, we could be in the same position we were last year. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. Like, even though you're much better, things might be harder. Yeah. And, you know, that, you know think... 10 wins may not get you in. You know, with the 17-game schedule, 10 wins could definitely – you could be on the outside looking in. Yeah, I would think there's a good chance of that this year for sure. Um, yep. You know, uh, I, I do. And, uh, you know, with um, – uh, And, you know, us, we're, 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 the, we're the masters of winning double digits and not getting into the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, have, have we done it a lot? I mean, I know I, I, I know the Patriots did it in 2008, and we knocked them out. Is there a lot of times the Dolphins have been 10-win teams and yeah, not gotten it? there was two years in a row. There was two years in a row in the, you know, in, in, the, in the early 2000s, I think, when we did that. We didn't yeah. make it. And now, with the, now, like you said, with the 17 games, uh, you know, it, 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 it's almost a given. Yeah, and you know how we finish <laughs> sometimes. We, every time we need that last game, it seems like it's an adventure, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't like the, you know, the the fact that you know they would need to do that as well. Uh, in last years, they kind of have stepped up a little bit in that regard, but um, you know, um, like I think last year, I think the Patriots, I think they made the playoffs at ten and seven. Yeah. Um, but last year was an off year because I think like there were some mind win teams as well. Not us though. <laughs> no, not not us, not us. 
No, I think we actually got beaten out, though, right? Like, didn't Pittsburgh yeah, beat us out? Yeah, they had nine wins also, right? We had the same record. No, they had that they tie. But they had the tie. Yeah, right. We that were like nine and eight. Yes, yes, we were like nine right. and eight. They were nine, seven, and one or something like that. Yeah, right. But the tie did us in last year, right? Exactly. Yeah. And the Patriots yeah. had yeah, yep. but I know what you're saying though. Like you know, I don't anticipate it being like that unless the ties come in effect. If the ties come in effect, then maybe it will be like that. But if the ties yes. aren't like really prominent, then yeah, I would think that you know there could be some double digits taken away. Well, the way they got this dopey overtime, there could be more ties. I mean, like I said, if somebody scores a touchdown and then the other team is going to go four downs to go drive down the field, and if they tie it with a touchdown, there's not much time left after that. You know, that, that 10 right, minutes but, is going to be gone. So that, that's and, not, that, it's going to lead to this, you know? But that's not in effect yet, right? Or is it? Oh, it is in effect, yeah. I thought it was only a postseason thing. No, no, but it's in effect now. I don't know. I don't know it's in effect now? Thing. So, a regular season thing, I believe. I don't think it, I don't think they made up their mind if it's going to be used in the postseason. I don't really? know. Bizarre. E- I think it's right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Even though they implemented it because of the postseason last year, they're still yeah. on the fence with it. I think so. I don't. I know for sure it's the regular season. I don't know if it's. It's. You know how they change that stuff from the postseason. Sure. So I don't know. Sure. I don't know what the story is. With that. Right. You know. Just go back That's to Son of Death and be, leave it alone. I, I can't yeah. stand this. But you know I what? I, I'll tell you what, though. I think I think me and you are in the minority with this. I've been like, I'm with you. I grew up with it. I well, just you know, enjoy the whole it. The, you know, the whole world's at the participation trophy mode. That's what the, the whole thing mm. is. Everything's got to be, you know, in their view, fair. Which, it, like I said, it doesn't. You know, you know, it doesn't happen 50 percent of the time. The team that wins gets the ball wins. So what's the point? Yeah. You know, a lot of people it's, don't it's like it, so though. Cool. I mean, that's why they initially changed it. So uh, I, I think we're in the minority, Rich. I really do. I, I know. Really I'm do. not saying we're not, but it doesn't mean we're not right. <laughs> How about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a preference thing. And, and what happened last year with Josh Allen is just, you know, that's never coming back. No. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I mean, it, did you watch the game? Did you see the game last night? Yeah. Dallas? Okay, how do that was, you allow Chris Collinsworth to do that game with that voice? Yeah, but what's what was you know? It's funny because on Thursday night I had mentioned that he didn't sound right, something was wrong, and last night he was much worse. What what what's going on with that? He say they, I know he said he's that not, he just lost sick, his voice. He just, but, he lost his voice because I guess too many games too quick. Because he never shuts up, obviously. Yeah, he had no voice yesterday, but you can't allow him to do the yeah. game like that. Well, I hope that is the case. I mean, I hope that is the case because, like I said, on Thursday, no, they had that. They, they said it ready. There's nothing okay. wrong with him other than he lost his voice. But, again, you can't allow that. You've got to bring somebody but, else in for that. Well, he was losing his voice on Thursday. He was losing his voice on Thursday, and there was plenty of time in between that and Sunday. And, you know, yeah. and I know Michael Kay had a problem with that, you remember, and he was – Really had an yeah. issue, so but hopefully you it's, it's you nothing. But that. yeah, you know that's no, their guy. Saying, they're taking, which they're paying him understand. more than wide receivers. They're paying him I more than you. wide receivers. Yeah. You think he's not going to do the game if they could get him to do the game? They got to pull. I mean, I don't know who you the backup is. Who who you want to bring in there? Bring his son in. He sounds the same anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess you could bring his son in. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's a clone. Yeah, I guess you could bring his son in, but yeah, yeah. who would know the difference? They don't show well, up. You get, they, well, you get your wish tonight. Say. You get your wish tonight because Joe Buck does not have laryngitis, <laughs> so you'll be able to hear four quarters of him. So I know how much you love Joe Buck. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So that's basically where we're at. What do you expect to see uh, against the Ravens, Rich? I mean, you expecting a lot of the, uh, of the same. You think that they are going to try to establish the running game a little bit more? Well, they're going to have to run the game, you know, the ball against them. That you know, to be cohesive. You know, the Ravens have a bad running uh, attack right now. I think they brought in Kendrick Drake, but I don't think he's starting yet. Yeah, and running attack, like, but yeah, they're very good run you know, defense. I'm not talking about the yeah, right. Their defense is is still very good, um, but like I said, they're they're like a very one dimensional offense right now. 
I don't think they're as good as the Ravens that beat us, beat us up the last decade. So, no, I don't you know, think so I, I think, you know, I think, you know, we could definitely go in there and do some damage, you know. I don't, I don't think they're the best team in that division anymore. I think it's the Bengals, that horrible loss yesterday. Right, right. But, um, you know, it's still a tough I would to agree play. with you. I would agree with you, but you still have to prove to me that they're not the most physical. Yeah, they are physical, you know, but I don't think they're the, they're not the Ray Lewis defensively, you know, no. the Ed Reed defense, nothing like no. that anymore. You know? And by the way, some big injuries, and of course T.J. Watt at the top of that. Turns out it's not a completely torn pec. They're expecting it to heal on its own, and they're looking at a minimum of six games now, which I guess is a lot better than surgery and out for the year, right? But nonetheless, a hundred percent pretty you big can injury. Rehab a torn pec? Can you rehab it? You're asking me. Yeah, you can, you can rehab a torn pec. No, I, I think, think what happens is let's not operate on him, so he's not out for the whole year. But I think that's wishful thinking that he could play that position and, and rehab a torn pec. I don't know; it doesn't sound right to me. Well, from what I'm hearing, it's got to heal, and then I guess after it heals, then you know how much of it heals on its own. I don't know. Only thing I can I, listen. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of like John Offerdahl. I remember well, when the, he, uh, he had. Had the torn bicep, that was horrendous. And then he had the torn abdomen muscle, the straight. Remember that? And I was working, I was working with the team then. And I remember 1992, he had the torn abdomen. It was a first. It was just abdomen strain, and it was a. It was the same kind of similar thing. Week to week, and no went, surgery went, like, the whole year. It was week to week, and then it just every into, week, like, the whole which, year. every week had yeah. his jersey, his jersey ready. On the rack. I'll never forget it. And every game, after they took the field, there's the rack sitting there, and one jersey would be on it, and that would be 56. And that went on throughout the entire push, throughout, like, October, November. And every week, it was like game day decision. And it literally lasted the entire year. I don't think he ever came back. I don't think he did. No, he didn't. I don't think he did because, yeah, yeah. Because I was always made a him. playoff run. He, he made, and he I, made uh, a trip to New England. He was hurt, and I'm like, he, "When you coming back?" He goes, "Hopefully soon." And that was like, yeah, never did. November, I believe, and he never came back. Yeah, yeah. So they made a pretty good run, and that, that Chargers playoff game wasn't there, and then they obviously yep. had the Buffalo championship game. He wasn't in that either. So yeah, so well, that's what I, you know, just registered as a Dolphin guy, um, and you know, so yeah, you know, you don't know with those kind of things, right? It could be. Uh, could be a lingering thing, but but we'll see. Except if anyhow, you on a linebacker that rushes a passer, it just seems like you're always going to get hurt with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no way to not straight. Oh, it's going to be tested. You know? You're not going to get any passes. Yeah, not going to get any passes on it. You're going to have to really test it each week. So you're right. If yep. it's not healed, it's going to be a lingering problem. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's the Pittsburgh Steelers and issue Dak right Prescott, now. That's a real big injury. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna have surgery, right? Yeah, he's. Gonna, and it, I mean, it didn't even look like much, like when he did the when he got hurt. And they said it's like he needs a plate in there and pins. Ooh, plate and pins, Ooh, nasty. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that bad. Well, that could be really. Yeah, he's, bad. he's gonna be out eight weeks. They said. Especially on a throwing yeah, finger, right? Your throwing hand, yeah. Well, that's what he did. He 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 hit the guy's helmet. That's you know, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, well, that's our show for today, and uh, we'll head on to uh, Baltimore. We'll see you next Monday night, 7 o'clock, and see how this all shakes out, Rich. 16 years. 16 years. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl, we had a few drinks, and I told her what I 
Thank you. 